I hope all of you are well. My name is Demar and it is time to hash it out with me. Um, just a little bit about myself because this is my very first podcast and a lot of you may not know me. So I am from the island of Barbados where Rihanna is from. So all of my Rihanna Navy fans, uh, big yourselves up. Yeah, so I'm from Barbados. I'm 28. Um, I've been around the social media scene for quite some time. I have my own YouTube channel, so you guys can check that out. Demar the Carry. You can search that on YouTube and see some of my videos and vlogs of what I do here in Barbados. I am also in the process of writing my own book. Um, that should be coming out shortly, I hope. Um, I'm really working feverishly and expeditiously on that. Um, you can follow me on IG at Damar underscore the carry. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at isdamar. And yeah, so that's about it. As, as it relates to my social media where you guys can find me, 28 Barbadian vlogger, blogger, now podcaster is being added to my repertoire. So let's get started, guys. It's my very first podcast, as I said, and I really, really was skeptical about starting this podcast, especially with this topic. Um, it's one that I find really, really interesting, though, uh, to discuss and to hear your views. And you can find me anywhere on social media, so you can just message me and tell me what you guys think after hearing this podcast so here's the topic sex and money yes sex and money so as i said it's time to hash it out with me your boy demar so let's keep it real let's keep it a hundred percent honest uh the very first question would you like would you really have sex for money <sighs> tough question uh, I've asked some people that I know if they would have sex for money and a lot of people said no but I am really interesting to find out what would make a person really go to that length uh, in terms of if they have lost their job you know money is not forthcoming as it should and the only other option that that person at that time can think of is, you know, I need to sell myself for some sort of income. So I'm really, really, really interested to find out exactly would you really have sex for money? And if you do say yes, or if you have said yes, what circumstances would really push you to do such. Now, I, I have battled, battled uh, tremendously with this question. And at some point in my life, I told myself, maybe I would, maybe. It depends tremendously on the circumstances that I find myself in. Sometimes money is not forthcoming, um, or it's coming in as frequent as it should or you would like to and there are certain things that you want to do I mean you want to study you want to provide for your family you want to pay rent you want to pay your bills so you would you would you would probably say to yourself maybe I should but 
really, where do you go mentally to say, or to psych up yourself rather, that, you know what, I am actually going to exchange sex for money. Uh, so, does that make you a slut or like a whore or a prostitute? I mean, if it is a one-time thing, or if it is a continuous thing, maybe two or three sessions, a month, a year, or whatever, how, what scale does that put you on? Is it an entrepreneurship scale? A lot of people do say as an entrepreneurship uh, venture, but a lot of people do frown upon having sex for money. And what is the difference to me, or for, for me rather, is there a difference? I'm asking a question. Is there a difference? Uh, you being in a you being in a relationship and your partner gives you say money or you know food or housing or whatever, and y'all have sex. Is it is it different than you meeting up with someone and having uh, an exchange for monetary? Uh, that they cover your bills, they, they cover your rent, whatever. Is that different when you really sit down and say, you know what, I am actually in a relationship with this person, so therefore I can give them sex and it shouldn't be a problem, as opposed to me not necessarily knowing the person or wanting a relationship with them other than sexual. Uh, is there really a difference for me? I think people need to do what they need to do and we can't sit and we can't judge a person because we don't really know a person's circumstances and as adults and as growing uh, from, I guess, from a teenager to an adult because I'm still young. You find that circumstances do make the people who they are and you really can't fault a person or frown upon someone because it's, they, they are doing indulging in something that you necessarily would not do. And it is easy to say, you know what, um, get a job, you can get a job in the supermarket, you can get a job anywhere. But sometimes it is really, really, really hard. And then not only that, sometimes you need the money as like really, really quickly. And there are a lot of repercussions that can come about from having sex with money, but you have to be smart protection-wise in terms of condoms and knowing who you are going to be sleeping with. So it's, it's so, it's, there are so many questions one can ask, and it is a, a very interesting topic because do you do it with someone you know? Do you do it with someone that you don't want to see because you are shamed. Should you be shamed for you know sleeping around and, and, and getting money? Uh, and not only that, like if you do stuff for money, can a relationship be birthed from that? Like, or do you say, you know what? Uh, let's just keep it on a business level. Um, if I need something. Uh, Money-wise, I call you, and if you need to get off, if you're horny or what's not, uh, I guess is a win-win for everyone. So we need to really 
ask ourselves that question. Can relationships develop out of sexual relationships for money? Uh, I've never heard of prostitutes. I'm, I was trying to do some research earlier today uh, where it relates to uh, what can birth be birthed out of relationships where money was exchanged. Can they be friends? Can they be boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever have you? Uh, it's just it's just a lot to take in and a lot to understand. And I am not judging anyone because sometimes we do find ourselves, if we want to admit it or not, we that question, that thought, uh, has come across our mind. Uh, the other thing now would be to act on that thought and to make it a reality. But again, it is up to the individual and what they want to do and how dire of a situation they're in. Now, another question that I, I was baffling with, and you guys can message, can ask on your social media, who do you, which gender do you think is most likely to uh, have sex for money or exchange sex for money? Do you think women is more uh, popular? Do women are more popular in terms of selling sex or is it men would put I this is very interesting a man paying for money or a woman selling her body for money but for me I believe a woman would would do it on the sole basis that she has children and I know how mothers can be the, the it is so instinctive to protect your children and to care and because it's that motherly uh, instinct that is birthed with you from that child from inception basically once you find out that you're pregnant you want to stand by your child and you want to do right by your child so putting yourself out there in a situation where you know you want to make ends meet and you're not getting the money that you need and it's really really difficult in these times because things are becoming more expensive uh, and I'm, I don't mean that you want the biggest TV or you want a mansion but I mean Something as simple as buying food at the end of the month or making sure that the water is not cut off or the light is not cut off and then other bills are coming and then children are going to school and then it's so many things that you have to think about. You still have to maintain and upkeep yourself and something always happens. There's always something that needs money and attention of money and we have to be realistic. Uh, person says, Persons do say live within your means, but that in itself is becoming a challenge. And I can see why a mother would would resort to uh, selling herself or have, exchanging sex for money. And would I frown on that? No, I wouldn't because F that was me i probably would do the same thing too and i mean i would feel a little shame that that's that's probably what my life has come to but at the end of the day we have to realize we have to do what we must in terms of supporting our children uh, it's not the ideal situation that you would like to find yourself in or it's not the ideal circumstances that you would like to be under but realistically 
if you're not getting a job, uh, if the job is not paying well, what else? What else? The father is not there. And uh, let's be realistic, sometimes family can be the worst ever. I mean, you may have a friend, but you don't want to be a burden because that person also have their, their lives and their bills and stuff to worry about. So realistically, I would not frown upon a mother or a woman who wants to put herself through college, through university, through school, to support her children, to make sure that her bills are paid. I would not find uh, fault her for that. I would not frown on her for that. What I would do is if she's selling her children for that. That's something I don't believe in. Um, but a mother stepping up. That's 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 probably one of the hardest things as a parent uh, you may want or think about doing or actually have done. Some persons do do it and hold their head up high and they can, they can bounce back. And another question that I, I was battling with too as well, sorry for all the questions, they're coming swiftly, but it's a very ticklish topic and a very serious one too as well. Um, do, do, if you have begun selling yourself for money, do you think at some point in time it can stop? Can you break away from it? Or can you say, you know what, I'm only going to do this twice. And get a normal job or say, you know what, when I get a job that I think is paying well and that I can afford to pay my bills and make sure my children are okay, I am going to stop. Do you think an actual person, be it man, woman, whoever, can actually say, bring themselves to a stop and say, I am not doing this anymore. Um, I've had enough and I don't see myself continuing in this realm. I, to answer that question, I, I don't know, it's a very hard question to answer because you don't know how the cookie is going to crumble. You just know it's going to crumble, but when and under which circumstances would you find yourself in? Do you, do you say, you know what, yes, fight two, three months down the line, you really, really need some cash. You really, really need some cash. And the only way you know you can get this cash is by selling yourself. Unfortunately, do you say, you know what, even though I have said like three months ago or prior that I am not going to find, I'm not going to do this anymore. Or do you say, you know what, after you have done this deed, do you put some towards savings so that when the rain does come, you can cover yourself and say, you know what, let me take this out of savings. It's, I mean, it's really, really hard to save nowadays, as I said earlier, because of so many bills coming hot and sweaty, and then there's doctor, and then there's this. It's, it's, things go wrong when you don't have money, and then when you do have money, things go even greater. <laughs> you know, they, they become even worse. And then you find yourself not being able to save. I mean, you're not like a Rihanna or Beyonce that make any millions or what's not. So it's it's we we have a saying here in Barbados, live within your means. You can't have uh mobby pockets and a wine wine mouth, meaning that you can't really lust after the things. So if you know that you can't afford these iPhone eleven, whatever iPhones are now or the Samsung S10, just buy the Nokia or whatever, the cheaper of the two phones, you know, it still will do the same thing, it still makes calls. But even sometimes the 
the simplest things are sometimes expensive and you really don't know a person's budget till you are really walking in their shoes so I don't really know if a person can stop if they have begun uh, selling selling themselves for money I really don't know and it's, it's, it's a very 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 ticklish topic it's a very it's, it's very saddening too as well because for a person to have to resort to that means that they're really, 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 really at an all-time low. And, you know, sometimes there's welfare, sometimes that doesn't come early, and then sometimes it's not enough. Because a mother may have four children plus herself, plus bills. And again, it's really, really, really hard to support yourself plus four, plus bills, plus this, whatever you have going on. So I really, really don't know how a person can see themselves stopping if they can or if they want to but i also believe that if the person has psyched up themselves for this i believe that they can stop the mere fact that they have begun i think that they have the enough willpower because it takes a strong person to push themselves to that point to say you know what I really, really want to do this, and I am going to do this for my children, for myself, to make sure that I'm covered, you know. And it varies from place to place. In the Caribbean, it may not be so prevalent, um, even though it is, but places like, you know, where you really can't make ends meet, you know, and we say, oh, go and get a job, but really and truly, there aren't any. And... You know, that's that's the only way that that you can see yourself making some sort of money. Um, I I know here in Barbados is I I stand corrected. I think it's illegal for prostitution, but it happens. You know, and, and it makes money. You know, because to go there every night is a chance in terms of violence and in terms of STDs and STIs. You have to be very, very, very careful. And we have to make sure that we sensitize persons on the risk factors that can occur when one ventures into this particular area of work or field of work. Uh, there are so many risk factors. You don't know who to trust. You don't know, you can't see STDs and STIs, and the person can say they don't when really and truly they do. So, and, and then in terms of abuse, like a person can decide, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kidnap you or abduct you or whatever and beat you up and kill you. That, that to me is, is very, very frightening. So that brings me to another question. Should you have sex with people Especially if, if you make up in your mind, this is something that I want to do, maybe not for long term, you just find yourself in a particular situation where you really, really need cash and it's a problem not having cash. You need your bills paid or rent, whatever mortgage. Would you tell yourself it would be better to have sex with someone you know, like a, maybe a friend that you see once a month, twice a month, or maybe three times a year? someone that you would not necessarily see every day would you rather that than to say you know what i am going out there and having sex with a total stranger 
or would you do both or what would lead you to pick your friend or not your friend because you don't want persons to know that this is something you're doing or you don't really necessarily care too much on if people do find out or if it gets out that this is something you're doing so it's there's so many questions there's so many things that comes to mind and i really want to hash it out with you guys and it has been a topic on my mind for quite some time uh i really really want to understand what would make a person really get into uh prostitution or selling selling their bodies for, for money and is it right? Do you think it's something that should be done, should be allowed, should persons be criticized, should they, should they be name-calling, you know, would, would the person be able to stop and should a person be in a relationship with someone and still turn around and have sexual encounters for money? Uh, should that be allowed? There's so many varying questions, guys. And it's, I, I don't really think that there's a wrong or right. Because at the end of the day, you really can't tell persons what to do. Uh, you can't tell persons how to live their lives. And a person will do what they want to do regardless. You can't stop them, let's be honest. You can only advise them and it's up to them to take the advice and to do what they may with it, you know. Would you be, my last question, I'm going to uh, end on this note here, guys. Would you be friends? If, would you be friends or would you continue a relationship if you're a family member? If you have found out that one of your relatives or friends have been doing sexual activities for money, would you continue that relationship with them or would you... Uh, sever that relationship what would make you sever that relationship to disassociate yourself with that person uh, because uh, what do you think that that makes you a bad person for saying you know what I don't want to to to, to be close to you to have a relationship be it friendly be it family really oriented because you have brought shame to the family or shame to me as a friend. But when you decide, you know what, I'm gonna help this person, even if I can spare $50 or $100 here every month or so, what would you really do? Would you really say, you know what, I can't continue being your friend? Or would you denounce them as a relative if you found out that that was the case? And what would make you really do that would that make you a bad person or a good person how would you handle that situation so again the topic for today my very first podcast uh guys was sex and money would you have sex for money what would make you want to have sex for money uh who do you think have sex for money most out of the two genders um, you have to be very careful of that nowadays but yeah, men, women, who do you think would, would, would more likely to exchange sex for money? Uh, 
would you be a friend to a person if you realize that that's what they were doing, a relative, whatever? Do you think the person can stop? I'm just rehashing the questions that I would have asked earlier all on the podcast. And should a person be in a relationship and have sex for money? What that means is that the person has a boyfriend, has a girlfriend, whatever they may be, and outside of that relationship, they are doing sexual things for money. Be protected, unprotected, God knows what they do. Uh, we are not there, so we can't say. But yeah, and oh, another question that I really wanted to ask can it be a group of friends? <laughs> can it be a group of friends? You know what? This is something we're going to do. We're going to offer a special, we're going to do this together. Uh, so that's just more safety so that you know this is something to bring revenue can a group of friends decide that you know what this is something we're going to do we're going to have sex for money and we're going to be there together moving forward so hmm food for thought food for thought my very first podcast guys it's a very ticklish situation having sex for money what would you do uh, follow me on IG Damar D A M A R underscore the carry D A K A R A I on IG. Let me know what you guys thought about this first podcast and what you guys thought about the whole topic about having sex for money. Follow me on Twitter, YouTube. Guys, just have a good day and. This is going to be a continuous thing, so I'm looking forward to hashing it out with you guys. Uh, I've given you a lot of questions, a lot of food for thought. You can ask your friends, your girlfriends at parties, lines, social gatherings. You can ask your children uh, how they feel about prostitution and having sex for money. Should a person really get into that? But other than that, guys, that's it for now. That's it for now. So thank you guys for lending me your ears. And I really, 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 really want to welcome you to my very first podcast, um, Bigger and Better Things to Come. It's, it's going to be a lot more interesting and exciting. So I just wanted to go, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for following. Thank you guys for supporting thus far uh, and for recommending ensure to follow my social medias wherever you possibly guys possibly can yep. have a blessed and a wonderful day All of you out there, it's your boy Demar reporting for duty from the beautiful island of Barbados. And we are here for a brand new episode of Hashtag with Demar. Now, if you want to get a shout out or you want to suggest a topic or you just want to ask me anything, aka get in all of my business, it's a simple, simple, simple task. All you have to do is follow me at Demar underscore the carry on IG or follow me on Twitter is Demar, that's I-Z, Demar on Twitter. Uh, 
you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can see me doing some entertaining stuff on my beautiful island of Barbados. So check all of those out. I welcome your comments, your feedbacks, your suggestions. I will take it all. So let's dive right in on today's session. But before we begin today's topic, it's going to be interesting, hot and spicy. We, you know we keep it real and we're keeping it 100, 100, right? So I just want to do a little fun fact for today. And this is, I, I didn't even notice, like this is so, so mind-boggling. So fun fact for today, the average pencil, get this, the average pencil holds enough graphite to draw a line 35 miles long. 35 miles is the equivalent of 56 kilometers. Now, these are just numbers, and I am really, really not the best at maths. Yeah, maths is not really my strong point or my forte, rather. So I can't visualize how long a pencil can draw a line for. I, but I'm guessing it's long. 35 miles is probably long. It sounds like a lot. So I guess it's long. And because it sounds like a lot, it's long. So all of you mathematicians out there who can visualize this pencil uh, drawing a line for 35 miles equals 56 kilometers, hats off to you. You can send me pictures of how long that is on my IG, on my Twitter, uh, Facebook, anything. And let me see what it's like. So let's 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 move on from me not being able to visualize maths. I don't know how many of you are aware, and you guys should be. Uh, there's a new movie coming out, and I'm really really excited to see it. I can't wait to watch it. I don't know. I think it's coming out sometime soon, like next week, November um, 14th or so. Harriet Tubman, though, I am. All excited and hype. I I heard the soundtrack stand up by that's by Cynthia Eviro. Eviro, yeah, beautiful soundtrack is so uplifting. So I want you guys to check that out too as well and go see uh, the movie Harriet Tubman. I will be going to see the movie as well to really get to to see the life of Harriet Tubman. It's a really good piece of history that needs to be told and we need more stories like that. It's very uplift, uplifting the soundtrack. So recommendations, that's 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 what I'm, I'm recommending you guys to do. All of you podcasters out there listening, get up and go and see Harriet Tubman. So moving in on nicely and swiftly, um, I just want to give you a little a little nitbit for today, something to get you going, something for you to take away. So here's just a little quote of the day that I found that I came across that I thought was really, really, really interesting. And it goes like this. It's by Maximum Gorky. Happiness always looks small while you hold it in your hands, but let it go and learn at once how big and precious it is. I'm going to repeat that once again. Happiness always looks small while you hold it in your hands, but let it go and learn at once how big and precious it is. Maximum Gorky. So, yeah, just 
be happy and be happy for others, be happy for yourself. And you would find that life would be a little bit different. I'm not saying it's going to drastically change, but it will be a step. And there's no time to sit and wallow and weep and be sad and, be, you know, be down on yourself. Always, always, there's something to be happy about. You know, like listening to my podcast. <laughs> so let's 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 get on. Let's get on. We're moving along nicely. I hope you guys are really really good though. By the way, I hope you guys are keeping it locked. And it's it's been a heck of a ride. Again, I just started my first podcast yesterday. Uh, you could guys you guys can go check that out. Um, I really really discuss an interesting topic. I'm thinking about doing a what you call it like a second segment of it but who knows we'll see but i have a brand new topic for today brand new so yeah okay guys so today's topic is cheating yep that's right cheating and Pretty much, uh, we, we are aware of this topic. It has been done to us. We have probably done it back in the times where we were in relationships. But before we really get to hashing it out now, I just want to share some numbers with you. You will tell me if they are alarming or not. So here goes. It is estimated that roughly 30 to 60% of all married individuals in the United States will engage in infidelity at some point during their marriage. Now, I have some questions for you guys. What would make a person cheat and who is more likely to cheat in the relationship? Uh, I have so, as I said, many, 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 many questions are to be answered. So let's just... Let's just hop right into it. So my first question, what would make a person cheat? Uh, or do, and, and then what do you consider cheating? Uh, is it that the person has to be sexually active with another person while sexually active with someone and, and has established some sort of long-term relationship? Or let's say I decide, you know what, I am not getting what I need emotionally, but I'm getting what I need financially and sexually from this particular person, but I, I vibe better when I want to discuss my emotions and feelings. Do you consider sharing emotional details with another person cheating or it is strictly based on sex? So what you guys consider to be cheating, uh, do you limit it to sex or do you limit it to are, well, sorry, broaden it to anything that you don't necessarily do with your partner. Once it's not done with your partner, it is cheating. So maybe going out for ice cream. I don't know what you guys consider cheating. But for me, because we're keeping it real and keeping it 100, I believe anything that you've, you, you have decreed as sacred with your partner. Yes, you've lived your your life before without this person, but once you all decide, you know what, this is something we want to work on, we, we are going to to be together and focus on us. I believe anything that you do outside of that will be considered cheating. So if you know that you can go to that person in, um, when you're in an emotional state, from work, from school, whatever, 
and we decide not to, I believe that that's cheating. Anything that you 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 decided to do with someone else that you have begun to do or establish with your partner, that that's cheating. It's I'm not limiting limiting it to sex. Sorry, my L words, but yeah. And then my another question: uh, Who do you think? would more likely to cheat that's that's a really really tough question and i don't want to find myself in trouble so i said it can be either or and it doesn't matter you're human beings and we will see some stuff that we like you know we as human beings we're not perfectly made and you 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 will go to town you will go to the movies and you will see someone who is a little bit more attractive but does that mean that that person is for you no uh be contented with what you have <laughs> is what i say but if it's like shopping you know that you have plates at home but you still go to the supermarket and say oh well this is an interesting plate let me take it up but i don't know if that's a good analogy because uh, plates and human beings are on two totally different spectrums. So to say a specific gender um, is prone to cheating, um, I don't think one can really answer that. I mean, if you're a man, you would say women, and if you're a woman, you would say men. But it, it just goes on the perspective of where you're coming from and the experiences that you probably would have had, you know, as it relates to relationships, you know, you found that every time you get in a relationship, you're the faithful one, and the other person, they're not really faithful. So, what really makes a person cheat? Like, what pushes them to that point? Do you think that at any point in time in your relationship, if you're not happy, that's, is that time to call it quits? Do you take a step back and say, okay, this is stuff that we can work on, or, or you know, let's, let's just end it here. But I, I think it's more so of the level of maturity that is exhibited by both partners that would determine whether or not a person would cheat. Because, again, we are all human beings and we are prone to not having a good day. And it will filter in in our relationship. Sometimes the person will get on our nerves. I mean, it begins, the, the dating phase begins very, very nicely. You're, you're wooed and wind and dine. But when you begin to live with that person, you kind of get, you get to that point where you are kind of, okay, all right, what's next? So I believe it's the level of your maturity that will determine whether or not a person cheats or not. But then, again, on that same note, you can do as all, much as possible as you possibly can. Make sure, you know, sex is there. Make sure that y'all go on dates, keeping it spicy and hot and doing interesting stuff, going traveling, going to the movies, going to the beach. And then a person can still decide to cheat. So what really, really, really makes a person cheat? Is, is, and, and then if the person has cheated, does that mean that the person is weak? Does that mean something is wrong with you that you have not been uh, providing adequately in terms of giving? I find too in relationships there's no reciprocity. Forgive me, that word kind of challenges me to pronounce. But you find that sometimes 
or you're the one giving more and more and more and more and more and then you're not getting and it's not the fact that you want to give to get but if you are it's a, it's a relationship it's an investment and you want to make sure that you're not wasting your time because like five ten years to decide this is not the one for you it's kind of rough and hard and then to find out that the person has cheated with you so let's say you are uh, educated and you have a nice paying job and you you, you you know you're well off and your partner decides to cheat with you with a little somebody just down the road you know who on the block and just just there you know you, you you beg to question what what is it that attracts them to that other person what is it that you don't have that you, you can't give to that person so you find you ask yourself you beat yourself up a lot when a person has cheated so that brings me to my next question remember I said it's going to be a lot of rapid questions here uh, would you take someone back who has cheated on you or would you like someone to take you back if you have cheated so let's deal with the first question would you take someone back if they have cheated on you okay so that's that's kind of a hard question again it depends on the level of maturity and discussion persons can change uh, for the better, for worse, or for worse to good. So it depends, and, and giving persons a try, a chance, I, I don't see why not, to be honest. I, I would, I would give someone a try, but then now you would know uh, signs and what signs to look out for because you would have experienced it before. And um, we are hoping that moving forward that you don't hold it against them. You don't, you know, every little thing that pops up, well, you're messaging the other person they know, or, you know, I bet that that's somebody there that calling you, you know, and you, you, you don't cast doubt. You let the person grow, and if they decide to make the mistake again, well, then you pack your bags and go home and are asking to leave your residence immediately forthwith, you know. So it, I would say I would give the person a chance because there's always room to grow and then you, you are cautioned, you move with caution, but you do not necessarily bombard the person with and make them feel bad. Uh, because it's, it's, it's hard to forget. I'm not telling you not to remember, but don't let it be the topic of discussion uh, for moving forward. And in answering the next question, you guys can let me know. Again, follow me on my social medias and let me know what you guys think. And um, would I want someone to take me back? If I had have done the art of cheating, I probably would. Uh, it, <laughs> it's hard because sometimes you don't know why you cheat, and then it, it's, it's it's to say it's a mistake is is I don't know. It's a couple, but. Sometimes you, you, you just find yourself in awkward situations and it depends on how far you've gone. Is it that you just was doing a little flirting? Was it sexual? If it was sexual, I probably would not want the person to take me back because that's sacred. Too, too, too sacred. There are certain things that I believe that you should only do with your partner and to, to, to allow that. I don't know. Basically, to be honest, I, I would I would ask for forgiveness. I would, moving forward, try not to and work assiduously with the person on not letting that occur again and not making them feel that they were inadequate. It was just a, a bad error on my part. And sometimes it's good to own up. It's good to own up. And you would find that it is hard, 
but you must you must you must own up to your your misdemeanors and 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 and, and live 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 with them you know and let them let that be a teachable moment i also have some some more interesting topics uh sorry interesting facts for you uh it says here that persons under the age of 30 are more likely to to commit the act of infidelity what do you guys think do you think that i i, I do you think that that's a, a justified uh a number that to say a person's under the age of 30 i mean i mean i'm 28 um just rounding off 30 but i believe because persons are young and they don't know necessarily what they want and that can change because there are some young people who are there who are very very grounded in what they want and they work towards it and they, they stand firm but it's like it's like you go to your shoe store, you know, you like a particular shoe, you try on the different size, but you're going through that phase and, and it's okay to go through that phase. What I say to that is if you know that you're going to be going through that phase, don't settle for anything as um, in terms of don't look to start a relationship with someone to, to lead them on and to, to misguide them. You don't want to do that. Let them know up front, okay, hey, well, I'm not ready to settle down. I'm not ready to commit to anything. I'm ready to play. You know, I'm in the playing phase. And that's fine. That's okay. And then the person will say, you know what? I see where you're coming from. I, I can acquiesce to your to your request. And we, we will just play. But do not go into something knowing full well that this is something you don't want. You, you are about playing movements and, and, and not settling. And I, I think that that's more hurtful. Just come out front and say, hey, this is this is this is the deal this is the situation here this is how the cookie is going to crumble today and let the person decide if they want to continue or not so it it, it goes on to say many experts believe this increase in cheating is due to a greater opportunity time spent away from spouse as well as young people developing the habit of having multiple sexual partners before marriage. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that that's a fair, a fair statement, a fair judgment? That because, again, as I was saying before, that you're feeling, you're sussing this whole relationship stuff out. But on the other hand, there are persons who are quite okay with settling down at 20, 19, 18, whatever. And they have no problem with committing to one person, right? But, you know, as you said, you know, you don't get to spend that quality time. And I believe that that's important. You, once you've developed that connection, you must spend some sort of quality time with, with your partner. And that helps. Um, it does not mean that you have to be physically there, keeping in contact, Skyping, uh, IMing or WhatsApping, whatever have you, the social media, there's so many things out there that can keep you connected, but still there's always that, nothing beats that physical connection, having a person there, um, and that will then lead on to another subtopic, uh, long distance relationships will work, and God knows, it depends on the level of maturity, I guess. Really, yeah, it really depends on the level of maturity. Uh, so moving on, infidelity is becoming more common among people under 30. As I said before, I don't know if you guys believe that that is a true or fair assessment. Uh, so it, I am not listing genders here that, that are more likely to cheat because 
it, it varies across the board and we can't outright full say women cheat more than men or men cheat more than women I don't believe that one of the other does it more. I believe that we are human beings and we will we are prone to mistakes and accidents and learning experiences. It depends on how we overcome them at the end of the day. And yeah, so I'm not even touching that whole gender stuff. So moving along nicely, I have a clip here that I want you guys to listen to. Um it's all about uh Jay-Z and Beyonce and what what their whole relationship because you know they're very secretive and stuff so take a listen jay-z sat down with david letterman and they both opened up about how their marriages survived them cheating on their wives take a look <laughs> we don't have emotional cues from when we're young our emotional our emotional cues be a man stand up don't cry i have a beautiful uh, uh wife who was understanding and knew that i'm not the, the worst of what i've done and like we did the hard work of going to therapy and, you know, like really we love each other, right? So we really put in the work and, you know, for years, I'm proud of the father and the husband that I am today. Hmm. So a lot of people feel that infidelity means the end of a marriage. Now, could you work it through? Absolutely. And I've said that on this show. I said infidelity won't be the end of my marriage. And right. I took a lot of heat for that. But I think you have to imagine that your spouse is a better person than that. Right. And wants to, if your spouse wants to be a better version of himself or herself, but then why would work you say on your that marriage. You know, Manny is listening to this. I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What about you? I know. Me? Yeah. Ben, that is true. Ben better pack his crap and start running. That's what I have to say. I think it would depend on the situation, because if your partner left for certain reasons they're not willing to work on, right. then you can only pull your part of the weight. So I'd be willing to work on it, but I can't say we would survive it. I don't right. know. What about you? All I know is if the most beautiful woman in the world is getting cheated on, what chance do the rest of us have? <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. I mean, oh, God. That men don't cheat when their wives are the gorgeous is a bunch of lies. If a man's totally. going to cheat, he's going to cheat. I know. But would I Beyonce, stay? Man. The question yeah. at this point. Go ahead, enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and on, that you, note, on that note, on that note, Okay, so what you guys just heard is a clip from the View, the ladies from the View, who I I really enjoy watching and I, you know, enjoy their topics and and discussions. And they're all very talented and educated um, panelists and ladies, very wise. But what, what, what stood out for me is from that interview and, and another question that I would like to ask you guys to take in consideration is can a marriage or relationship survive? And, and I guess this is what we've been talking about um, earlier. Can a marriage or a relationship survive? infidelity cheating do you think that that's something that you can move on from and say you know what uh, let 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 it not occur and and, and be happy and, and go back to what your guys once had i i i find it very difficult to say yes um because again sometimes you, you again going back to the whole notion of you being human you 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 have in the back of your mind why why what would have made that person step out on me what have i done or what am i not doing 
that is good enough to make that person stay? And should you blame yourself for a person stepping out on you? I don't think so, but again, you are a human being and, and you, you have that that doubt of that you are insufficient or inadequate and you shouldn't but i'm not saying that it does not happen but it will be hard moving forward because it's it's it, there's always that looming factor that will it occur again you know what is the trigger because we 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 as human beings we like to find out what what has um triggered a particular reaction so that we will know how to how to combat it if it does arise again. No, again, it opens up the room for discussion and for the level of maturity of the person and then the, the person who has done the cheating, right? So I, I really, really, really am excited and interesting, interested in hearing what, what you guys think about having a person move forward Knowing, knowing full well that a person has cheated. Oh, I also want to ask, would you confront the person that your spouse has cheated on you with? Would you go there and be like, you know how the movies be like, well, you cheated on my man, let's stop, whatever. You cheated on my girl, what's not? Well, would you go and confront the person? And if you do confront the person, what would you say? And Okay, and also who should who should be confronted because I have here an interesting fact Few cheating spouses will admit to the truth when confronted with evidence to their affair. Now Okay, we, we ha all have receipts, you know, and Everything now can be screenshot can be You know saved downloaded whatever and you know comes it comes back to haunt you so when you confront your spouse with evidence, with receipts, you know, do you think, do you get more angry if the person denies it? Or would you, would you really get more, well, would you, well, yeah, would you get more angry if the person deny, deny the fact that they have cheated? Also, another question I have, if you, if you have a very good friend, I mean, I have some really, really close friends, and we are like family. If I, if you were to catch your best friend, uh, spouse out with someone else, you know, and it looks like it is more than just a casual friendship, would you let off the information to your best friend, or should you tell your best friend that your, that their spouse is cheating, or would you show them? Would you, uh, bring them to the same space so they? Or set it up so that they can see. Would you tell them? Would you tell your your best friend, your relative, whoever that their spouse is cheating on them? I personally don't like drama, but I don't like nonsense because at the end of the day, I believe that everyone has a right to know. It's a very ticklish situation, and it goes back on the type of relationship that you have with your relative or your friend. Because sometimes persons may think that you are jealous of them. Let, let's say I am not in a relationship, but my best friend is, and you know everything is going peach and perfect, and it may come across that I'm jealous. So. I would say anything to ruin what they have. So it depends on the level of maturity and the, the type of friendship that you have. But there's always some sort of truth in 
and it so I guess they would have to take in consideration if they want to believe it or not but I think I as a good friend I will put them on guard I will just let them know well I've seen X Y and Z um, I am not reading it too much but maybe you can ask them to explain I, I, I would say I would say because I would want someone to come and tell me hey well I saw your partner at the movies <laughs> you know or out kissing someone so I guess I guess I would want someone to tell me so I guess I would say and the whole fact that survival after infidelity mm, is it's, it's, it's hard to move on and I don't know what, why a person would find it difficult to own up, I guess, because they they are afraid of losing the person, and that is very, 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 very weird. You are afraid of losing the person, but you've cheated. So you choose not to say or to admit uh, that that's what you've done. So why do it if you are so afraid? That's, that's a very good question. Why do it if you know that the person is going to leave you? Um, again, we are, we are all human beings and we will make mistakes, some that we will regret, you know. And should you be friends afterwards? If y'all decide to part ways, should you be friends? Should y'all remain in contact? Or should y'all just not remain in contact? So it begs a lot of questions. Can a relationship survive cheating? Would you admit to cheating? Would you want your best friend to tell you that your spouse is out with someone else or you've seen something a little bit suspect and, you know, would you confront the person that they've cheated with? Would you confront your partner even though you have evidence uh, that they have cheated about their infidelity? And do you think that the person will do it again? Right? So, yeah, I, I, I really like to hear what you guys think about, about those things. And it's one of those situations where you find it hard to digest, to stomach, and to actually talk about. Because you don't want that person to feel bad, but you still want that person to feel bad. So once the person has said, okay, hey, I've cheated, what do you do? Do you ask them to leave? Do you decide to, you know what, take a step back? Do you guys fight? What? Tell me, tell me, what is the right response after hearing, yes, I have cheated on you and I've cheated with X, Y, Z. And especially if it's someone you know that you think is your friend, you know, would you, would you really, really want to hear that? Or do you go, let's say you went snooping around in, into your partner's phone and you did find something that would al allow you to know that they're cheating. Uh, you know, they say, what hurts, what you don't, what, what, don't, what you don't know can hurt. Uh, but, you know, the truth hurts. And it's up to you how you want to take it and what you do with the information. It's all about the level of your maturity, and that's that's all I believe it is. Sometimes we want to be mature enough, and we can only speak on these things if we have gone through it. Uh, if you haven't, hats off to you, congrats. Um, but if you have, let's let's just drop me a message on IG, letting me know how you handle that situation. Did you burn stuff? Did you cut up shoes? Did you 
scratch cars? Did you block the person? Did you show up at the workplace and make a scene? And do you think that a person can should be regarded as foolish for doing those things? Making a scene out in public, acting a fool? I think persons handle situations differently and it's like grief. Persons decide to cry afterwards, persons decide not to cry, persons go into a state of depression, persons not eat. It's a whole work of stuff and it is not uh, restricted to a particular gender or individual. Everyone handles it differently depending on how old they are, I mean how often it has happened because let's face it, if you're like 40 maybe it has happened more than once. You know, if you're young, you're now getting to feel or taste of actual infidelity. So, guys, please let me know. Thank you guys for tuning in and let's tashing it out with me, you know, getting to really talk about infidelity and cheating. And let, me guys, let me know what you guys think about the numbers, like 30 to 60% of marriages, you know, infidelity happening and what do you guys think persons under the age of 30 because they're young and you know they want to see life what do you guys think about those things yeah yeah man so that's it for today's episode i want to wish you guys a fantastic day but before i let you guys go i just have a little piece of advice um on how to move forward uh don't give up on yourself in the darkest hour you never know how close you are to the light it only seems impossible till it's done that was said by nelson mandela so just keep going keep your circle small and your steps hidden and just live life one day at a time guys please you know just do what you have to do and do your your time will come and don't stress yourself out too much and try not to worry and again always be the best you can possibly be be your best self so don't give up don't give up keep fighting the struggle is indeed real but at the end of the day when you look back you say hi it was indeed worth it so that was today's podcast with your boy Demar. want you to follow me on ig instagram youtube twitter thanks for listening Thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace and love. Peace and love. Be blessed. Welcome to episode three of my podcast, Hash Time with Demar. If you are new to this podcast, I am your host, Demar, and I want to thank you for joining me. And for those of you who are not so new, welcome back. So what exactly are we hashing out today? love more than one romantic partner? Yeah, I hope all of you lovers and romantics out there are ready to hash it out. And remember, we keeping it real, honest, and we ain't really gonna go back here on this topic because I think it's one that is worthy of discussion. Now I ask 
my followers on my IG at Demar underscore to carry and my Twitter is Demar to hear what they think about the topic and I have some interesting responses to share if you want to get in on some of the hashing action all you have to do is follow me and send me your responses before we dive right in today's juicy topic let's have today's fun fact which is brought to you by wait I didn't know that so today's fun fact is did you know that the human eyelash lasts approximately three to five months yeah so now you guys know and you are welcome Yep, so we are keeping it jiggy and up next we have the quote of the day and it says all the beautiful sentiments in the world weigh less than a single lovely action. James Russell Lowell. I'll repeat that for you once again. All the beautiful sentiments in the world weigh less than a single lovely action. Interesting quote of the day, don't you think? I think so too. Let me know what you guys thought about the quote of the day and the fact of the day. Now guys, I think it's time. It's time to get some hashing done on today's juicy and exciting topic. Can you love more than one romantic partner? I think before we go any further, I think we should define the word romantic so we all have a clear understanding of what it actually means in order for us to truly answer the questions and to really hash it out. So the Oxford Dictionary defines romance as a relationship between two people who are in love with each other but are not married to each other. Going again. The Oxford Dictionary defines romance as a relationship between two people who are in love with each other but are not married to each other. So first point and our question I want to lay on the table is what does it mean to be romantic? Is going on dates romantic? Having sex with candles and rose petals? Would you define or would you think that that is romantic, that gesture. So author David R. Shrumway states that romance is the part of a relationship that adds adventure and intense emotions, while also offering the possibility of finding the perfect person for Even the subtlest of acts can be romantic, like the way a man glances at you from across the room, or how a woman moves her hand through her hair. It is important to know that romance is different for men and women, and is even different from woman to woman and man to man. It's best to ask your partner what they consider romantic. So, if anything can be regarded as romantic, and it is dependent on the individual or individuals, can you not share romance with another person as well? For me, I think that being romantic is more than just an act. We have to uh, take in consideration the emotion that is attached to the act of being romantic. 
okay so let's get that straight like off the block i believe that emotions must be attached to this act of romanticness however i still somehow believe and don't fight me on this one guys please give me a break there is some room for you to be romantic with more than one person and this is why i said what i said so hypothetically speaking i can do a romantic act for a person or more than one person right get me hear me out but in my mind there's a level of degree of my romanticness so let's say uh, person A gets, let's say, 35% of me being romantic. The other person gets another percent or another person gets another percent. Or if it's two person, you just split it down the middle. Right? So I, I think that that in itself, you can be romantic with uh, more than one person. It depends on what you think is romantic. Because as I said in the definition, is an, is an act but I add emotions to it and we are social beings we are human beings so we are very social people so you can extend an act of romanticness to more than one person I believe and I think this is where the the big rocks now can start to pout yes I can understand persons thinking is right or wrong but the mere fact that I have done something romantic for more than one person I believe it can be done so listen to my analogy you know how my analogy does be <laughs> so as I said we keeping it jiggy we keeping it a hundred we keeping it real now let's say for instance a fisherman right a fisherman is going to go and catch fish he does not turn back when he has caught one fish after casting his net, does he? So because the fisherman has cast his net, he, he catches more than one fish. So, you know, he's not going to put back that one and head back to shore and say, Hi guys, I only catch one fish and, you know, sell it to the market. He takes all of his fish back to the, the fish market and, and makes his trade. I don't know if that's a good analogy, but it's like you, you can do more than one act. You cast your net of romanticness out there and you may be able to catch one or two. I am not saying that that's what I just do, alright? <laughs> I don't do that. I'm just thinking about the fact that it can be done for more than one person, okay? I'm saying it again. So there's no confusion. I, Demar. Do not cast my net of romanticness out there to catch more than one person to take them to market. If I have one, I'm contented with my little one. Okay? Good. Once we get that clear and out of the way. So yeah, I don't know whether you guys agree or not, but I have this feeling that somehow you can be romantic, as I was saying before. You can be romantic with more than one person. So again I am saying this because it is an act uh, when you look at emotions you, you will have emotions for more than one person you 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 will uh, and I'm saying it's not enough to say it is wrong so you can't you, you you can't refute the feelings that one will have you you can be in a relationship with someone and have other feelings for another person so feel free to hit me up guys and let me know what you guys think but we're moving on swiftly and surely. We're keeping it jiggy. So we're continuing. Next question. Can you be in love with two people at once? Is it possible? Is it doable? Is it feasible? Will it become too taxing? Listen and 
let me hear what the experts say because I went to my research, I have my receipts. So experts say it is possible, um, and this article was written by Tai Sanusi, uh, where she states that there is no one size fits all way to experience romantic love, which means that loving two people at the same time is indeed possible. So she was quoting a New York publisher uh, by the name, a uh, relationship expert rather, by the name of Suzanne Winter and host of the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Uh, she says, yes, it is possible, but the way in which you love each person is different. Uh, she told the Elite Daily, when it comes to being in love with more than one person, Dr. Jess explains that it's not much different from platonically loving multiple people. Just as you can simultaneously care for multiple friends, parents, children, and other folks in your life, you can also care for more than one intimate partner. She continues to tell the daily. Now, is there some truth in what Dr. Jess is saying? Can you really, really love uh, two persons simultaneously? What I'm thinking, it is actually pretty difficult to balance two persons and give them your love. I, I mean, I, I know it can be done. It can be, it can be done. But to me, that sounds a little bit taxing. And then we, there are so many things that we have to take in consideration. What makes the person go after such a task? Although two people can be confusing, for those who are open to non-traditional relationship dynamics like polyamory, it's definitely possible to have loving relationships with multiple people simultaneously. If you're feeling a strong romantic connection with two people, it could be time to ask yourself whether traditional monogamy is giving you everything you need. Feelings of attachment are not inherently exclusive, says Dr. Jess. You don't necessarily love someone less because you also love someone else. This can be a difficult and upsetting perspective. In a world that toots the monogamous relationship as the ultimate form of romantic and sexual love, but from a practical and chemical perspective, loving multiple partners is desirable for many people. If trying out non-monogamy is something that you're interested in, being honest with the people you are romantically involved with is extremely important, explains Dr. Jess. What I found interesting is this. It is up to the individual. Let's be real here, okay? I think it is an ongoing conflict between the norms of society and the individualistic needs. Just because it may be frowned upon, you know, falling in love with more than one romantic partner does not mean it cannot happen, okay? I'm not saying that I am for it or that I would do it. I'm saying that just because we would not do it or we don't think it should be done, that does not mean our merit. It can, it not happening, okay? So yeah. You can love more than one person. So are you and can you love them equally in a romantic way? That is all I want answered from that, I guess, when you have two romantic partners. Are you loving them equally at the same time? Will they give, will they get all of you and will you get all of them? 
and are they having another partner along with you? It's too many varying factors. Just, just some. Should jealousy be involved in this whole act of having more than one romantic partner? Because if you know how the human behavior system thing my Bobby works, we we kind of get get this sort of jealousy feeling, especially when we when we see somebody else playing with our toy. So I, I want to know if at some point in time jealousy will rear its head and should it be acknowledged because it's not the traditional type of relationship where it's a monogamous relationship so should one person be jealous of if i mean providing that they signed up for this whole notion of having more than one partner romantically um, I, I was just curious about that do they get jealous because I, 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 I've seen an interview where you know and I will play one for you shortly where they they are pretty much open with each other and they, they, the communication is there the, the level of communication is there so one person they, well, I guess everybody knows what the other will be doing but I did not get any sense of jealousy from either parties. So what I, I, I want to play for you guys is, um, I, all of you, I hope, know who Monique is. She is the one of the co-stars from The Parkers. Uh, she has, well, had her own show called Late Night with Monique. She's on podcast as well with her husband. Uh, I can't remember her husband's name at the moment but they have somewhat of an open relationship and I want you guys to listen closely to what they have to say and tell me if this is something you think or you, you can see yourself doing or let your friend you know go ahead not that you have any control over your friends but is this something you think you can do that you can say I can see where it's going I can accept it or well let's go with seeing it being as something that you can accept but not do or that something you can do or see yourself doing if someone were to approach you and say well hey i think we should have an open relationship so listen and tell me what you guys think uh on my social media we're here with the very funny and immensely talented monique and, all right that's right and joining us now is her husband, Sidney Hicks. Sid! Welcome, Sid. Thank you, sir. Sid. Thank you. Sid! Sid! Thank you. <laughs> well, here's a subject that I thought my fellow preachers would find very interesting. Uh, the two of you have a podcast called Monique and Sidney's Open Relationship. Yes. Is, it true you all, <laughs> is it true you all actually have an open relationship? And what does that mean? Is it open 24 hours? Is it, you know, are they, what's going on? What does it mean to be in an open relationship. And I know this was your idea, Sydney. Mm. <laughs> well, mm. yes, we are in an open relationship 24-8, okay? Mm. And by that, we mean that we're always open to conversation. We're open to the understandings that man and woman, or as a couple, we should have for one another. One <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you. But you automatically said, Sydney. This was I know, his idea. And I think that's, um, when we first came out with it, 
Mm -hmm. Everybody said, oh my God, how could Monique let that man do that to her? Because, Whose idea was it? Well, because she's this big woman and he's this good looking man. And because she has this money, she's going to let that man do whatever he want to do just to say she has a fine man. So y'all talking about, because you talk about emotion and com conversation, but that's not what y'all talking about sex right well, now. Well, here's what makes it beautiful, John. Okay. Okay, shake your head one more time. Here. <laughs> Whose Here. idea was it? Let was me, it your idea? You, she it was, it was my idea <gasps> because 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I'm, in, I'm an entertainer. And this is my best friend ever. And what I did not want to do was be dishonest with my best friend. There may be times I may want to be with other men. And my best friend said to me, Mama, I've loved you since the 10th grade. Do you think you being with another man is going to have anything to do with me loving you? And then he said, well, you know if you can be with other men, I can be with other women. I said, well, that's not what I meant now. <laughs> that's not what I meant. But it was my idea because I wanted to be open and wow. honest with the person that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. I, okay. I, think, I think that's amazing. Uh, and a lot of people think that that's novel and y'all church people are going to have a heart attack. Monique is from Baltimore with me. So I believed in open marriage. I just forgot to tell my ex-wife about it. <laughs> so it, 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 but, it didn't go well. <laughs> but, but, exactly. I think that the, but had, the key you, is, had you had that conversation? The key is that conversation. Mm -hmm. But the biblical part I've got to ask yes. uh, is not as entertainers, but as believers, mm -hmm. how do you find that balance that we say that the bedroom is sacred mm -hmm. for the two of you? Who am I to tell her what she can and cannot do? And if I did tell her what she could and could not do, is there a possibility that she could still do it anyway? Wow. Okay. And then that's called cheating. And then that's called what you guys consider a sin. Okay, so here's the thing. I know for my house mm -hmm. that if I tried an open relationship, there would be a 100% divorce rate in my house. And I think you should ask your wife since she's in the audience because oftentimes we don't ever even have the conversations because we're too afraid I'm, of what I'm might come back. So we might want to check with the wife because what happens is, John, is two things, finances and infidelity. Mm. Finances and infidelity will shut it down every time, but we're too afraid to say, let me tell you how I'm really feeling. And then you're going to tell me how you're really feeling. And then we're going to say we're in it forever. And when you have a gentleman like yourself that just was able to make a joke out of what you did, that's the ingredients to make this a su successful show because now you're a human being. Yeah. You're not a pastor. You're not a preacher. You're a human being who has that word of God that you try to inspire people with. But again... The humanity. We, the humanity of it. So kudos to you guys. Well, thank, thank you. Me. Listen, we could stay here all day. All day. We've got some more stuff we have to do. Because Jamal want to be in one. Listen, I might ask my wife, but I'm going to be in another <laughs> state. <laughs> Jamal want to be in one, baby, Stop so bad. We, no, Monique the camera? and Sydney's Who Open Relationship podcast go is available for download on iTunes. Thank you both so much for go joining to us today. We're the preachers. Okay, so you guys heard uh, the interview there with Monique and her husband, Sydney. Uh, they were talking to two pastors where they were discussing the topic of open relationships. And I mean, if you sit and you watch the interview, you see how happy and loving they are. Uh, again, I was asking early up in the podcast about jealousy. And I think how they counteract that is by communication. But... He, he Sydney said something that was really, really interesting. Like, 
are we prone to cheat and you can go back to my second podcast. I did a podcast on cheating and what makes a person cheat. That was episode two. Um, I cannot tell a person to not to fall in love with someone else. Um, I really can't dictate their pace. I can't dictate what they are going to do. But if this is something that we are working on and, and this is something we are both comfortable with, you know, once you communicate with me, hey, uh, well, I'm going down the road and having a few drinks and a few drinks may lead me to go into the person's bedroom or whatever, that's fine. Uh, once the communication is there, that's, that's providing I was uh, accepting the fact of having an open relationship. Once the communication is there, and I think that they are both handling it well, uh, both of them. So. It's, it's still it's still a little hazy and it's still a little tricky for me because does Monique get jealous and does he get jealous and do you say okay well you know hold off here in January don't see anybody else or you know this is the time period that we will you know go off when I go to work and I see somebody that I really find attractive must I go and do stuff with them so I'll all of these things I'm thinking about, what warrants are for me in my head, how do you decide I will um, step up to come back, right, on both parties. But what works for them cannot work for me and what works for me cannot work for them. But I think that they're two beautiful couples, they look happy, they are, I mean Monique is very funny, I love her from Parker's, I still watch Parker's up to this day. Hey boo. <laughs> so I think I think they're in a good place. And um, once them happy, I don't think anything should be, you know, should should stop them from from pursuing that happiness. They're together. They have kids. Uh, she's successful despite the whole um, Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, Lee Daniels, Langan Gates issue, and what she would have said at her comedy show and if you don't know you can go do your research on that but they have a podcast so you can check them out and see what they have to say I think to me Monique is very honest and open about the relationship and and I feel it works that's it works it works for them God bless them all so but before we move on I also found this to be very interesting the presenter one of the guys thought that it was Sydney's idea to have an open relationship as opposed to Monique. And I found that very, very interesting and weird because like what, you know, who is really likely to have a open relationship? And I thought I, I found that, as I said, pretty, pretty interesting. Also for me, what I would really like uh, answered and clarified is this question. Is it love? Is it romanticness that you are sharing with the person outside of your husband or wife? That is what I want clarified because that seems a bit hazy to me. At the end of the day, you're taking your stuff and going back home to a happy home to your husband, your kids, you know, your, your job, and you're leaving that person behind. Do, is there some sort of connection to that person and to me, I really like that to be explained thoroughly uh, in the sense of I don't really understand where does it cut off? What do you say when it is finished, whatever it is? 
do you say okay uh it's just casual sex and no strings attached but i i i i think i've asked earlier if there's a difference between love and romanticness and i believe there is um i can love you but i may not necessarily be romantic with you or i I can be romantic with you, but I may not necessarily love love you because you may think that something that I'm doing is romantic. It's like flirting. Some persons may say, you know what? Well, he's very flirtatious, but really and truly, it's just kindness. You know, Chevrolet is dead. But I, 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 again, I really, if I were to be Monique and said, I would really like to have, for them to explain to me if what what really is it is it just a fling is it just you want to see what else is out there but you don't want anything further than the night or the talk the drink or whatever and why it can't be done with the person you are seeing does that mean that the person is inadequate that you are not being fulfilled in whatever realm of your life as a couple by that person so do you have to seek it elsewhere but again i believe it works for them and it's nothing that they have been doing for a short space of time based on the research i've done they've been mad for quite some time because i think their children their children are, are quite big i think she has a twin no she has a twin for sure i can tell you that but i i, I really don't know but hats off to them and kudos to them for making it work and for keeping what they have together and alive for a long period of time, especially amongst uh, all of the drama that has been surrounding her and jobs and boycotting Netflix. So after this, I will be responding to some of the comments that persons would have left on my Twitter, IG, and Facebook. So we are still here keeping it jiggy. We hashing it out. Can you? love more than one romantic partner that's what we're discussing here today on my podcast so stay tuned yep we back we here still doing what we do best keeping it locked and jiggy so before we actually get into the responses i want to do some shout outs like these people are really really rooting for me and i i, I it would be rem- can't remember the word I want now and I have not even had a drink shameful anyways I just want to shout out Adana she is really really supportive I mean like if I tell her take my podcast to God she would so Adana I see you I respect everything you've been doing keep it you know a hundred keep the support going and I really really appreciate you for that I also want to shout out Mikhail he is not I don't know, man. He good. He good, man. He's good. He's good. Good people's good people. Thank you for the support and for the encouragement and for the confidence and for the responses. I I see you too as well. And to my, I know you can curse on podcasts, but I will not be cursing on my podcast just yet. <laughs> but I want to say a special shout out to my best friend Polly Romario. Yes, you. Uh, you are truly amazing. And I mean, you ain't come and do the podcast with me today, even though you said you was going to come and do it. But still, 
still love still love all around baby girl and i know you had a class today so God get your education on. I am a graduate BA in linguistics. Big up the University of the Kfil Campus West. Then these all them people there. I went to Monaco, but yeah. Anyways, I also want to give a shout out to Kevin. Kevin, yeah, Kevin. He, you know, he's got me ding down in the tit for that, and he's, you know, he's got to be on your guard. I have to have your sword out and do some good jousting with Kevin, boy, Kevin. I see you too. So I want to say an amazing thank you. What is amazing thank you, Damien? I just want to say a tremendous heartfelt thank you to all of you guys who have supported my YouTube channel, my podcast now, and my book that is coming up. I know a lot of you are really looking forward to that. So I feel loved and that's how it should be. So thank you guys. So let's head right into the responses that I would have gotten. As we, as I told you before, these were sent to my social medias. So one listener, my podcast fan, I would say, said, yes, you can love more than one person. However, you shouldn't have more than one romantic partner because what you do romantically for someone is because you want to share and show a side of you that you wouldn't and shouldn't show to someone else as your way of telling them how special they are to you. What I would like to ask is, is there a difference between love and romance? That's my question to you and to your response. But I feel your response. I, you know, receive it. And I do agree with you and I know who you are. <laughs> Hope you know who you are. They further stated that doing that and going out of your way for more than one person is contradictory to what you are building with them and can lead to doubt and questions. You can show appreciation to people you love, but being romantic, nah, that's something totally different and should be between two people who genuinely care and share the same feelings for each other and intend to show it and not just say it. So there is no such thing as an open relationship, it's just an excuse so that one or both persons who are greedy want to have their cake and ice and eat it too. A relationship should be about committing to each other and not about your ego or you trying to see if you still got it. <laughs> and that you know what it is, what it is you want and what it is you have and being understanding and being understanding to their feelings. And not to hurt or make them feel sh make them feel shared or uncomfortable and being willing to work on and compromise on your selfish motives and personal habits etc if it is you see that it can or is causing the person you love and want to be with more than more harm than good and finding a common meeting ground so they further want to say that this is another person. You, so you can really have more than one romantic partner. Uh, I say it's up to the individuals and sorry, this is me. I was responding to everybody. So you can really have more than one romantic partner. I say it's up to the individuals and if that's what makes them happy, then let them all be blessed. So, I mean, I, I do agree that it is a little challenging and different and not something that we necessarily do or expect 
but in closing it is up to the individuals i mean persons have their own preferences and persons will do what they want to do we can't stop them and we can't tell them hey uh -uh, this this we don't want this or y'all shouldn't do that we have no right to but it can be done it has been done in many african countries um polygamy and what's not but if you do monogamy that pass off to you if you interested in open relationships be blessed and guys yeah that's it would you have an open relationship and can you have more than one romantic partner keep the conversation going hit your boy up on all the social medias i will be looking up for your responses and i have some good good stuff coming up i have somebody who will be co-hosting with me and i'm so 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 excited to have them like oh i could just see it's going to be on and popping guys thank you for lending me your ears thank you Thank you for letting me into your homes and onto your devices and taking up your time. But that is it, guys. And thank you for hashing it out with me. Till we meet again.